Hey, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. Uh, before we get into anything, just want to let you guys know we are brought to you by the Indie Creative Network. Make sure you go to IndieCreativeNetwork.com. Check out all the dope podcasts that's on the lineup, uh, including the Straight Out the Damn Podcast, man. Uh, we have a very special episode this week. Um, had a chance to uh, sit down with the homies, uh, Jay Coop. And Abib Jalil, man, we talked about the creation of Paid in America album. You guys heard me talk about that last week. Uh, but I wanted to go into a little bit more detail with the album, man. So I had the opportunity to just, we sat in Coop's basement, man, like where part of the album was created. And we just sat down and really talked about a bunch of things. The album, uh, different ideas that we had uh, came up with collectively to uh, present that album to everyone. But, you know, we just wanted to, you know, have an intimate conversation. It was pretty dope. We talked for almost an hour um, about everything. So you guys definitely enjoy the episode. Um, wanted to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag and drop instant mastering service. So, uh, you know the deal. Just go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N dr.com slash promo slash s-o-d-d to get your free trial we're going to give you two free uncompressed waves of your master so uh just for being a listen to today's podcast so make sure you go there that's lander.com l-a-n-d-r.com slash promo slash s-o-d-d um today's podcast is also brought to you by raps and hustles uh com so you can go to raps and hustles.com everything is spelled correctly but they're offering reposting services on their soundcloud they're also offering video services in the tri-state area so make sure you check them out and let them know that straight out the den sent you uh so like I said, uh, dope episode today with the homies Jay Coop and, and Abib Jalil. Um, I hope you guys enjoy. As always, you guys feel free to hit me up. I do have the number. You can call. You can text uh, 678-872-2227. Don't be afraid to use that. Um, I know the, the, the messages are coming kind of slow, man. I don't know what's going on. You guys don't think that I'm going to respond. Definitely send me a text message. Give me a call. Leave a message. I'll definitely get right back with you. Uh, we want to hear from the people that are listening to this podcast. We want to make sure that we're doing things that you guys like. And uh, if you need any advice or anything like that, have a question about anything, feel free to hit us up that way. Uh, that's the easiest way to get our attention. So uh, enjoy the episode. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with a special edition of something. I don't know exactly um, which episode. I have two recorded, so... I don't know which one of these you guys are going to get next week, but um, both of them are pretty dope and I think you'll enjoy them. So uh, until then, enjoy this week and uh, thank you guys for listening. Hey, man. Um, Jay Good is straight out the den here. Straight out the den podcast. This is a uh, very special edition. Um, we live from from Coop's basement. <laughs> yeah. We traveling a little bit. And um I figure, you know, since uh, Paid in America just dropped, and you guys heard me talk about it a little bit on the last podcast, but I uh, figure since Paid in America just dropped, it would have been a good idea to uh, sit down with Coop, and we just kind of talking, talking about the album, talking about, like, what what kind of led up to where we at right now. Uh, we also are joined by the homie Abib Jalil. Yeah, yeah. Um, for all of y'all that, like, absolutely love these visuals, he is the, the, the brainchild behind the visuals. He shot direct. Um, all the visuals that you've seen come from the project, so uh, he's here. So, um, I guess, like, where where do y'all want to start? What do y'all feel is a good starting point? Uh, I mean, we can start at the very beginning, just to the the, the concepts um, that went into making this album, the vision 
um, I mean, because this is this was a long time coming. Right. I know everybody's seeing everything, you know, coming out now. They they seeing the culmination of everything we work towards. But like, yo, we've been we've been putting this together for a long time, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, was this like December of 2015 when we did the first song uh, yeah. for Paid in America? Right. Right. Yeah. December. Yeah. December of 2015. Uh, I know, like maybe a month or so before that, we um. Really, like, shortly after Good Day Atlanta had came out, because that came out in July, right? July 2015. July 2015. We were talking about, like, man, we should just work on something together. Yeah. And, um, you know, a joint project of sorts. And uh, I know Coop had, like you say, he had that the EP with Cypria sitting. That he yeah. wanted to put that out. And he was like, man, I'm, I'm going to put out one with you, and then we'll come back and start working on on an album. And so... That was like that was probably like maybe you know maybe around a little bit before Thanksgiving or something like that possibly when we kind of sat down and started kind of fleshing out ideas and the first record we cut was uh, Red Light I Red, think yeah right? Red Light Red Light was the first record and that was in December 2015 and um, I I still remember like that beat was like super simple it was like five five instruments man it, it wasn't a whole lot put into that beat but me and Coop like we was in my crib and like just coming up with the hook going like back and forth on ideas for the hook and once we pretty much got a hook down I know I just like I was like Coop man the only thing I asked bro is like just started <laughs> off like my name's Jay Coop I know you heard about me because the idea was this was gonna be like the intro to the album yeah um and so it was like man just that's the first thing I want people to hear your voice is like my name is Jay Coop. I know you heard about me. Then, like he came back and <laughs> just like went crazy on it. So, um, yeah, that was that was the beginning. That was the beginning. I don't know where we went from there. I can't remember what. Uh, I want to say Put On was next, but I'm not. I'm not too sure. I feel like it was. I know Red Light and Put On was definitely circulating quite a bit as far as from shows and, right. and things of that nature. I don't know. I know we had recorded some songs that we didn't use. Right, right. We that did we record them not using. Yeah, and. And Devil Wears Green was pretty early too. In Devil the Wears Green was early. I think Put On was after Devil Wears Green. Yeah, it could have been. I think Devil Wears Green is probably the second song that's on the album that we recorded. Yeah. I think that was the the second one. And that was always my favorite. I remember the first time he played me Devil Wears Green. I was like, "Yo, send that to my inbox. I'm riding uh, that. I'm riding yeah, to that." He changed that one around a whole lot. Uh, the second verse was completely different. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, it was a sec different second verse. Um, That's when I knew y'all had something special. I was I was super jealous. I'm not even gonna front. I was uh, like, yeah, this is the one. This is the one. I remember uh, Truth was at the crib, and he was. I think he, we were the the plan was for him to write a verse for it, and he st he wrote a verse as a matter of fact. But like in the midst of his verse, he did that hook. It was like, <laughs> no, nah, bro, that's the hook. Like we need that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So took that. He laid that down for the hook, and then that kind of set. Probably set for like a, a month or two, and um, I know we we had like the first verse. We had the two verses on it, but the second verse was completely different, and we had the hook. And um, AE called AE. Let me tell you a story about that. So Coop let me hear that when he made that change, and um, he played it, and I was like, Yeah, I heard this already. And he was like, He looked at me. He was like, Nah, you ain't hear this, dog. <laughs> and then when I heard her voice, I was like, Yo. Like that was it for me. Like at that point for me, I knew that, I knew that this was gonna be something, something monumental. Like the the feeling, the energy of it was was 
completely different. Not to say that anything else prior to this wasn't amazing, which all of it is, but this was to me like, yo, this he's finding his pocket. He he's definitely he he's finding his stride. Like people are you're not gonna be able to ignore Coop anymore. Like period right. after this, you know? Right. And um like I said, A. E. we got A. E. on it. And uh man, like when A. E. did her part, because at, at first I don't know if it was like kind of like in, during the process, we was like, man, AE should be like the devil or something on it. And she kind of, because she has this. We could go before that because we were supposed to get somebody else on that. I don't know if you remember, but she couldn't make the session. Oh, Jasmine? No, no, no. I think Shelly was supposed to be on it. Shelly? Yeah. Cause I we thought were, we was going to put Shelly on put on. No, it was it was on that. It was it was on Devil Wears Green. And. She had a situation like with her dogs or something. Something happened where she couldn't yeah, make the session. Yeah, 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 and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, all right, cool. Well, and and I don't know. I think it was just like timing or something like that, and it didn't work out. And so AE, either we had just had a show up here where AE was here, and I think we mentioned about like wanting to put her on something, and and she came like drove from Augusta, bro, like and came up. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. drove from Augusta, came up, laid them vocals, like we did all that in one session, one session with AE. And um, man, she killed it. Yeah. She like she once she got on it, it the record completely changed. You know, I think honestly, I think A E. I don't know, Coop. You could tell me if you agree with this, but I think A E. Recording on Devil Wears Green completely changed the whole tone of the album. It changed the idea of where we want to go musically on the album because it's like she just she gave us like a dark feeling that we was kind of like because it wasn't this album wasn't gonna be called like paid in america it was something else and um yeah we kind of just like all right cool we're gonna go from there and make something happen you know yeah and and i'm glad it happened because this concept um because for me i've known coop all my life you know damn near all my life since this grade basically and i feel like this album is really uh, it really shows who Coop is and how he thinks. Because me and Coop always had these crazy-ass conversations where he say some real radical shit, and most people don't ever get a chance to see that side of him or see that side of his thought process, you know what I'm saying, because he's so reserved. Um, me, I talk. You know, you, you give me a mic, I'm going to talk. But Coop is not that guy. He more laid back. So to see his ideas and the way he thinks and views things put you know, put to paper and put to music, I think it was, it was, it was real dope. It was real special. Um, and I think, like you said, being that she... She gave y'all that dark tone. It allowed him to, to free up and say, you know, fuck it. I'm a, I'm a speak my peace and speak my truth. You know what I mean? And and, and right, it shows, right. you know. So I'm, I'm definitely glad that happened. Yeah, I mean that was always really my intent. Like a lot of the beats, it was the tone of the beats, and you know, I, I felt like I had something to say. So, it, you know, it, it just really it came together how it was, you know, how it was supposed to. Right. Um. So I'm, I, and I know I'm probably gonna mess up the order, but I, okay. So it was like red light. Devil wears green, and then after that, I think put on really came, came yeah. up, and and um, put on was like, <laughs> put on was like one of them records where, like I think we knew as soon as we we created it was like, watch this is gonna be the one everybody gravitates. <laughs> like we just knew it, cause like the hook. Like, I came up with the hook and was like, I was originally on the hook, and I was just like, nah, bro, this ain't gonna yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Kai. Yeah, I came came through and like really channel her uh her inner uh what what we called it red red from the west side little red or something like that little red from the west side she channeled that and and really 
set the tone for that record. But, like, we knew what that record was going to be. Like, it was like, man, like, okay, Coop obviously is going to be doing a lot of rapping on this album. Yeah. And so we needed something to kind of soften the tone. And um, Red Light was initially going to be that. And then we was like, man, we got to probably soften it even more to kind of get people to listen. And when we came over that, we just got put on. It was like, okay. Watch this be the one that pop, and and it's it's just it, and not even just the music, not even just the feeling of it, which obviously people easily gravitate towards, but the message, like it's it's something that you don't even got to know lyrics to. You just need to know them three words on the hook, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Them four words, whatever. Like you just gotta once you hear, we just got put on. It's a rap. Like everyone knows that feeling, everyone understands that feeling, and gravitates towards it. So yeah, I, I can see why why people like that song a lot. Right, you know? right. Yeah, it's it's feel good music. It, it, it's it's really feel good music. It's a battle cry for the blue collar workers, man. It's right, a, it's a right, battle cry right. for the for the people that's been slept on, and you know, it's it's definitely a champion song for real. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's exactly who it was for. Right. Just good feel good music, and just like you know, cause I mean, all right, we can say what it is. Like we're in a society where, especially if you so called rapping. Like, everybody say they got this and got that, but we kind of know the real. Like, you know, people really try to make it day-to-day. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and so um, I, I think for Coop, since I've been knowing him, like, that's always been his his thing is like, man, okay, I'm going to represent for, you know, the average person. Like, everybody ain't making a million dollars this year, but it's a whole bunch of people making 25 to 30. You know what I mean? So yeah. let me talk to these people, and, and that that's what that record is. You know what I mean? And to speak to that just a little bit, man, um, you know, like you mentioned, we released the EP, um, Pursuit of Happiness, right, right. Uh, prior to this album. And when we recorded it originally, it was it was kind of unintentional, but intentional at the same time where we felt like we wanted to speak to those people. You know, that's why we made the track Blue Collar off of that, off of that EP. Yeah. You know, and, and kind of speak to those people that, that people were, quite frankly, ignoring. Nobody was really speaking to them. You know, everybody was out here, you know. Um, and it's not wrong with, with celebrating your accomplishments and feeling like you're you, you doing your thing, but like... You know, there's people out here, man, that just want feel good music. That's driving to work every day. You know, right. driving an hour to work to make ten dollars an hour. You know, yeah, trying to feed their family. And and so, you know, we we definitely made a conscious decision to try to speak to those people because those people are the ones that matter the most. And um and he just took it further with with put on and everything else that's on the album. Right. Um. So like, I think for put on. Like I said, we kind of knew what we were doing with Put On. We kind of knew exactly the reaction that was going to happen when uh, people put on that record. We actually put that record out, like, super early. Yeah, that was, like, July. <laughs> like, we put that out, like, before, because uh, initially me and Coop was, like I said, we were going to do an EP. And so we were thinking, like, Red Light, Put On. We had this other song that, um, if you buy that, this is a plug, if you buy the album from us directly, you get it, you get both of these tracks as bonuses. Yeah. But we were going to put those songs, like, you know, as an EP. And it was kind of like, I think after, I don't know what made us, I think we, we we recorded, like, two records shortly after that, like, very quickly that felt, like, album-wise, like Tarantino. Mm. And um, I think it was, like, one more we had cut, like, super quick. And it was like, bro, we might as well, like, just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, let's just keep going and make a full album. We already, like five or six records you know what i mean so glad y'all did man yeah 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 <laughs> it's like it, it made a whole lot of sense to keep going because we were just gonna do like what three or f- four records and just like yeah put the ep out type thing yeah yeah and and you know to speak on my my um participation in the album which i'm in, in a weird way i feel like this is my album too 
You know That's what I mean? Cool, man. And, and, <laughs> no, real talk because when I when I got involved, you know, um, you guys wanted to to do something visually to capture that that feeling mm-hmm. of the album. I remember, you know, the idea of a, of a short film being thrown around, and we didn't really know what it was going to become. But we knew that's what we wanted to aim for. And, you know, once I started to really kind of get what was going on with the album is when, you know, we we all kind of came together and formulated what it was going to be. And um, visually, man, I definitely wanted to, to push the envelope. Um, and I really wanted to challenge people's conceptions a little bit and thought process and, you know... Um, I'm so like I'm glad that pe- people have been really hitting me up and, and congratulating us on the film and, and and catching all of the messages, all of the tones, all of the everything that we we put in there that we was like, nah, I don't know if they're gonna get this. Like they've been they've been getting right, they've been catching right. on, and that to me is just the biggest compliment, man. I'm I'm so glad people caught that. Um, and and I can't even take credit for it, man. I take credit for for how it looks and this that and the third. But like that idea, man, was all Coop and, and and Jay Good. It was definitely a collaborative effort, man. And you guys, you know, y'all y'all was very solid on y'all vision, man. And that was that was dope. Yeah, man. I I think um, once we decided that this was gonna be a full album, we knew it had to have some type of visual component. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it just it had to because if you listen to this music by itself. I think it's good. It's actually it's great. I'm not gonna downplay. It's, it's great music by itself, but amazing when you see it visually. It just sets the tone. You know what I mean? To like, okay, wow, like these yeah. dudes are doing something else. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. And I and and I challenge myself. I I said to myself, I say, hey, self. We gonna <laughs> we gonna push this. We gonna make this because I remember doing videos for a long time, and you know, like 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 Good said, man. I you know I'm the one that's been really doing most of the visuals for the team. But like with this one, I was like, I can't. It can't look like nothing we've ever done before. Right, right. The, the quality, first of all, is very important to me, and that's one thing that I always push. And and um, I'm I'm very anal when it comes to to, to little things. Sometimes I annoy Coop. I already know, but like like I I you know I really wanted this to look like something that you would pay to go see like something that was mm-hmm. that type of quality and um and I, it came out way better than i was expecting even even when we was doing it the individual parts and putting them together to make one big cohesive film i, I didn't expect it because when i saw the cut when i did the first rough cut of devil was green i, I sat there and watched and i said yo this is gonna be this is gonna be something special right, right. yeah you know and um yeah, that I, I'm just I'm just glad to be a part of it, man. Yeah, well, girl, she a uh, girl I know, a friend of mine. She hit me up. She was like, "This is like something I could see on like Netflix." Mm. And she said, she sent me a picture of, like her arm. She said, "Look, my arm has goosebumps." And it's, it's like, okay, this is okay. That's crazy. That's a good feeling, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, last night I was having dinner with uh my parents came up here, so me and my wife was having dinner with my parents. And my dad was like, "Yeah, man, I showed your auntie the the, uh, the movie, you know." Yeah. And, and um, like one thing I said about like my parents are like super supportive when it comes to like anything that their kids, you know, not just me, but anything their kids want to do. Like they they're super supportive, and like, you know, even though I know I know what it is and I know how it, how it was created, and so you know sometimes when you're creating things, you you downplay it. Sometimes like you don't think about it. Definitely. Like, yeah. It was like, yeah, man, like man, your aunt was just like. Man, like, like, hey, Rob and Jay, like, you know what I'm <laughs> and it was just like it's such a big deal for them, you know what I mean? And, and um, it was just, you know, it's it's good to know to see people watching it, and they're not taking it as, oh, that's y'all little movie y'all did, like, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, word. Like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You 
know, you, you still doing that rapping thing? Like, you, yeah, like you know. what? <laughs> nah. Yeah, it, the feeling, man, to speak to that, the feeling, I think once people saw the movie prior to the, to the album dropping, um, and even with all the marketing and everything we did, people understood that this is, it's a little different, you know? Right, yeah. And, 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 and um, yeah, and I think, I don't, I don't want to say people started taking it serious now, but, like, it felt it felt a little different, man, and, and, and I appreciate all the love. Like, it's not something, there's no egos, there's no nothing. It's just, like, there's nothing but love and appreciation for it. Like, that that really, to me, was the, the best compliment anybody could say. When somebody sees my work and says, yo, this looks like a movie, or this is a movie, like, for me, that's the highest compliment you can pay, because that's exactly what we was going for, you know? And Absolutely. to see that we accomplished that and more is, is man, I, could, I have no words for it, man, for real. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Coop, I was gonna gonna ask you like through the whole process, what at what point for you did it feel like like man, hold on, this is this is special, like in the whole creative process. Cause I know that moment for me, but I, I wanted to ask you like, what was that moment for you? Um, I don't know. Just when I um, I remember I woke up one morning um, and I wrote the um. I wrote the second verse for Devil Wears Green. I remember this, this original second verse I had was cool, but I was like, no, no, I gotta do more. When I woke up that morning, I wrote that second verse. I was like, okay, this, this is, this is it. And then I think I wrote, I wrote Heavy Hearted that same day. I wrote both, both verses that same day, and I was like, this, this is it. Um, Cause all, all, all three of those verses are like twenty plus bars. Yeah, yeah, it's a and lot it, of bars. So it was like, you know, <laughs> what I'm saying this is. You know what I mean? This is this is this is it. And like even even when I perf- like performing wise, even still, it's like okay, cool. Cause most of these people they don't they don't know me from anywhere, mm-hmm. and they don't know the song. But it's like I have their attention. Right. It's right. like when you have these, you have literally have people in your hand. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking out at the crowd. And I was like I I have them. Like this this is my this is mine. Right. Cause you know when people are tuned in, it's like you have them. It's mm-hmm. That's that's just what it is, and it's like you can't do anything to take this moment from me. Like I can sit up here and perform probably as long as I like, and and people are gonna they're gonna pay attention. I think that's a testament to to him as an artist, though. Like I, if I could speak on it, because that's something you you can't manufacture. That you can manufacture, you know, certain aspects of of, of music, of performance, of you know, this there's, there's definitely things you could do to polish. But as far as a feeling, as far as somebody connecting with you, you can't manufacture that, man. And and to know that Coop has definitely gotten to the point now where he can come out and p- people who don't even know him feel connected to the music and connected to the brand. It's just a testament to him as a as a as an artist and as a person as well. You know what I'm saying, and um, yeah, man, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm like I said I'm honored to be a part of the project, man, for real. It was um, I just had fun com- like the whole time, like the whole creation of the process and the fact that you know a lot of people may feel like man, if you're not in a studio or anything like that, you know a quote unquote studio, yeah, it's not. But like it felt so special that we were able to like have this little baby and like nobody could hear it but the people that we wanted to hear it for so long you yeah. know what i mean and like know that it was a quality it wasn't it didn't sound like you know something that we was recording out of like we literally recorded the bulk of the album either in my guest bedroom or coot's basement like yeah. the whole album and it didn't feel like that and, and i challenge anybody to to listen to it and, and think otherwise like it yeah it, it really sounds like a good complete album and 
that was just a good feeling to have that, you know, something that we've been writing. Like, dude, I literally listen to this album every day. Like, yeah, every day I listen to the album. And yeah, I get tired of hearing it sometimes. Like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after listening like, yeah. to it enough times, like I, I can't, I can't listen no more. I, <laughs> and, and it's right. like for me, like like you, people play it around, and it's like, all right, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I think for me, I, when I listen to it, I'm constantly listening, trying to figure out, like, man, what did I miss? Yeah, yeah. What did I miss? That's what's, I, that's, that's what's different. Is yeah. I'm listening for what did I mess up at versus when somebody else listens, they can, they, can, they can listen. Right. I'm a weirdo. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, it, it go, this goes for my videos as well uh, and my music, but, like, as far as Coop's album, like, like just like y'all, you know, of course, obviously I had an early advanced copy. I listened to it a million times, but what I've done and what I usually do, which is part of my process, is whenever somebody comments and, and says, yo, this album is blah, 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 I go back and I imagine myself as that person rather than a bib listening to it, and I try to see it from their perspective. You know what I mean? And so I get to listen to it fresh every single time. It's just a weird thing that I do. And um, I think that, that, for me, it makes me experience it differently um than i would if i was listening to it and so it, you know you you try to listen to it from a different perspective and it, and it gives you a, a new appreciation for the album because everybody likes different things everybody has their own favorite songs everybody has their own favorite part of the album you know what i'm saying everybody has their standouts and and everybody's going to connect to the album differently not everybody you know when coop wrote it he felt a specific way but for somebody else listening to it they feel differently and and it connects to them on a, on a different level you know what i'm saying and so I try to take that into account when I when I re-listen to the album, man. And um, yeah, it's 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 dope, man, all around. Yeah, man, it's um. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say it now. <laughs> it's two mistakes on the album. Okay. From my personal, my personal taste level, two mistakes. And the first one is oh well, not two mistakes, two regrets that I have. Hmm. It's the snare on the intro and the snare on um, uh, Devil Wears Green. Mm. It bothers me every <laughs> single time I listen to the album. That's crazy. I never noticed that. Yeah. I mean, it's to everybody, else, you probably, it's not a big deal. But I'm saying for me, it bothers me like every single time, bro, I listen. It's just like, man, that snare is too thin on the intro. I want this to be a thicker snare. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, uh, yeah, most people probably don't care anything about that, but that's just me. I hear it, and it's just like, man, I wish I would have did, you know, change But I, I get it, though. I totally get it. Cause as, as, you know, just, I'm like I said, I'm anal as heck. Like, my dad is a Virgo, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, if you know anything about Virgos, man, they, they real. Perfect. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. My so, wife is a Virgo. And so that, that rubbed <laughs> off on me. As uh, You know, I'm an Aries. We usually not perfectionists at all. But, like, with me, like, when I go back and I look at the videos I do, like, I know every single cut, every single hit, every single everything. You know what I mean? And so I'm very anal about stuff. And I'll be like, man, I could have did this better. I could have You know what I mean? But You guys should see our group conversation from yesterday about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super anal, man. And I don't, like it, it is what it is. It's it's real. It's right, very right, real, you right. know. But that's that's the thing, man. Like making sure things is of quality. That's my job, man. You know, and that's why they. That's why I'm here. This is what I do. And you know what I'm saying. I'm supposed to annoy people. Like if it don't look good, we ain't putting it out. And it's that simple, you know. So I get it, man. Trust me. If I totally understand that that idea and that thought process. Um, for uh, let's see, Coop, when you did um. I remember when you did Heavy Hearted. Yeah. Um, 
I think you recorded Heavy Hearted here, I believe. And you sent me that record because Heavy Hearted was completely different. Um, yeah, I remember Olin. Uh, well, no, uh, we didn't record no verses that night. Olin came through one night and we uh, we put the hook down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Olin. I think I might have. Um, I think I may have written the song the next day or the same week or something like that. I, I just remember um, you saying like, "Hey, man." Um, I ain't recording this again or something like that. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, I think it was the, you were talking about the first verse. Or I something. think when we changed the changed the beat, it was like I don't I don't think I could record it the same right. again. Right, because like um, for y'all that don't know, the beat was completely different. Like uh, it, the song was initially like a sample, and um, the, the sample was you know a sample is still cool, and, and but. I, we we got Sensei Bueno to um, play guitars on it, and when I got those guitars, it was just so crazy. But he was Sensei was like, "Man, I'm gonna have to pitch the beat a little bit because it's kind of off off key for me to play." He was like, "I'm so I'm gonna have to pitch the beat for me to this." We get into some real like talk right now, music talk. But <laughs> Word up. like the sample, the way I, I pitched the sample was off key basically. It was intentional, but for him to play key, I mean, uh, play a guitar on it to match, he had to tune it slightly. And so the problem with that was like tuning it slightly, the vocals were probably going to be off. And Bill, I mean, Coop was like, bro, I don't think I'm going to be able to record that verse like that again. Like, we're going to have to figure out a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. And the only way, really, when I heard those guitars, I instantly said, okay, well, cool. We got a solution. We're just going to drop, we're going to drop the beat. We're going to drop the sample. We're just going to do the guitars. And like, what you're talking about, people need to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. And it just it happened to work out like that, and I think I came back and like redid the um, on the hook portion, like redid the drums on the hook to, so they can hit and kind of sonically match, you know, where we were going on the other part of the album. I, I hope I'm not jumping ahead too much on this, but like I want to touch on the show, the live experience of, of Paid in America, because when he did Heavy Hearted, I felt the energy in the air. Mm-hmm. I knew everybody was connected to that moment. But what I did not know, because I was in the front and I was just, you know, experiencing the show, was that there were people in the crowd, and I'm, and I swear to God, this is what we've been hearing that were that were literally crying, yeah, as he was performing that, and that, I, man, that's, yo, that's nuts. That, I mean, you know, um, a couple of people told me that I think somebody put it on Facebook, and then another partner of mine said something, um, but I'm not surprised because everybody yeah, because he wrote that on uh. Yeah, the thing with the when we did the rehearsal, right, right, right. Yeah, right. like y'all gonna cry. When y'all yeah, hit. I was like, y'all gonna cry when y'all hit. Like, I, I wasn't surprised at all, man. And yeah, um, every time we played that song for somebody that wasn't like around the camp, it catches everybody. Like, I remember we played it. We was on the Good Hennessy show and we played it, and Hennessy was just like, man, like, you know, everybody can relate to that. Whether you lost a grandparent or not, man, like. That song has so many layers, bro. It's like you either talking about somebody that got cancer, somebody that you lost, a grandparent. Like it's so many different things that you can connect to emotionally yeah. on it's, that record. It's deep, man. When, yeah. Whenever somebody loses a family member or an acquaintance or whatever, it leaves a hole, man. And, and that hole is hard to fill. So if if you've been through that, or even if you know, and I know this is a little morbid, but if you're expecting that, you know coming up like it, it can it, it touches you man there's, there's no way you can't be touched by that whoever it, it's universal um everybody knows it everybody experienced it no one is is uh lucky enough to to not know what that feels like everybody experiences it man you know yeah. 
Yeah, I hate getting calls from my mom when I know somebody is sick. Mm-hmm. Every time she calls, I'm like, oh, man, here we go. Like, yeah. I don't <laughs> – she might just be calling, but, you know, it's like, oh, my God. It was, I, don't, I don't – Yeah, man, and and it's it's weird, too. Like, when you, you go to a funeral or you go to a gathering afterwards and it's like everybody's – you know, you're happy to see your family, but it's, there's, there's an obvious void. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And everyone's trying to ignore it. Like, how are we going to move forward? Nobody wants to talk about it, but everyone knows. It's like, it's going to be different moving forward. And, and times are going to be times are gonna be different, man. You know, and all you really got at that moment is your memories. And it's like, that's, that shit is hard, man. It you is, know? man. Um, something that, like, I, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but... Uh, I had a conversation. You and Lloyd Moosley, um, y'all worked together before. Um, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We yeah. did, like, back in the day. Back in the day, life the great. Uh, shout out, well, it's Lloyd Moosley now, but shout out to Lloyd. Um, but <laughs> I had a chance to, I interviewed him. On a Dundale beat. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Shout out to Dundale. <laughs> and, I mean, that just show y'all that, like, people have been working for years, man. It's not like, you know, there's no such thing as overnight success. You know, it's just what you see. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um I, I had a, one of probably the most impactful podcasts ever when I, I sat with him. He came to my crib, and he, he mentioned that he interviewed his pops, mm. you know, and during that interview process, he learned so much about his pops and, you know, family members and, and, and stuff of that nature. And so it, I kind of went on it, it. It prompted me to go in and do something similar. So, you know, I interviewed both of my grandparents, you know what I mean, and, like, so much learning so much history about you know where you come from because when when they when they gone bro like it's all hearsay at that point right you yeah know, you don't you don't know so it was like you know i got like two two and a half hour conversations with both of my grandmothers like just telling history and like their life story that like if they're not here when i have kids like here's your great grandma sit down and press play and like they know, you know what I'm saying? Like they know That's everything. Dope, and so, yeah. um, I, I I do want to interview everybody. I know, you know, it takes time, but um, I I do challenge people to do that. It's something that you can really hold on to. Like any given point in time, I can play that. You know what I mean? So that's that's so powerful, man. And and then even a man, I'm not. I don't know if you did this or not, but even imagining like your future child and and having your great grandmother, your great, or your your, you know, having your grandmother, your grandfather, speak to that child and 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 say something to them. It may seem like it's corny, but like yo, like as a child, if I would have heard that, right, that would have right. stuck with me for the rest of my life. Like I would have felt like I had a purpose. Like, you know, I got to live up to this. You know what I'm saying? And man, that's. I don't know. That's powerful, man. Yeah, it, it it's super powerful, man. Like it, it changed. It changed me. I ain't gonna lie. It, it definitely changed me to like talk to my grandmother because, you know, I mean, I don't know everybody's relationship with their grandparents, but you know, when I uh, for the most part, when I talk to my grandmother, it's real. Like we 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 cordial. We have a good conversation, but it's not. It's nothing like too deep. Like we ain't going like super deep in nothing. We just kind of surface level just talking about you know whatever whatever yeah so that was good to get a chance to talk to my grandmother like real deep about stuff but um coop man like so i know with this album man we, we it is it, really taking us to a lot of different places like literally yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and we still like super early in the process like yeah um i'm trying to think what was the first place we went off of um Hmm. I can't remember the first place. Like, Macon? Uh, maybe Macon. Maybe was Macon. it Macon? That was the second show in the... Because uh, we did it at a different place, right? In the Daylight Savings Tour. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, four space. Yeah. Yeah, That's that right, was yeah. yeah the Daylight. It was the second place. 
Making so that, that was the first place where I performed put on. Right, right. Yeah. Put on at, at um so shout out to the homie Siber. He really set that up for us to come down there. But yeah. um for me, like, okay, I'm a producer, DJ, so my, I feel, you know, things are a little bit different for me. Um, but as an artist, what is that feeling like, man, when you see people like that don't know that they didn't know you five minutes ago and now like they literally singing along with your words like what's that feeling like uh, <laughs> it just feel good it's it's like okay this is making sense now because <laughs> you know you're making these songs and you know they don't always connect so it's right. like you know oh man this you know what i mean <laughs> i know it's kind of like uh, yeah. So, but when you get the, you know, when you get that good reaction, it's like, okay, okay, mm. we on, we on to something. Um, um, but it's never really been a thing for me to like, if it hasn't always been a good reaction to give up. It's just kind of like, all right, well, let's go back to the drawing board and right, right, and see what I could do better. Like when I watch other people perform, I'm 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 watching them and I'm like. Hey, one more, I'm gonna get out your hair, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, wa- I'm watching them to see what I like, right, and what I don't like, and it's like the stuff that I need to avoid doing. That just, you know, a lot of some stuff just looks bad, and it's like I don't, no, I don't, I definitely don't need to be doing what they, what they just did. Mm. I want to speak to that just a little bit, and and again, this might be jumping forward a little bit, but like, no, go ahead. you know, as a lot of people don't know, I'm also an artist. I'm also. Um, a you rapper. can rap a little bit. You know, man. I do a little something. I ain't know all that, but you know what I'm saying? A writer, rapper, whatever you want to call it. And so, you know, you you know, when you're in the studio, I mean, you doubt yourself a lot. You do. It's just simple and plain. And for me, I, you know, a lot of my big process was, was writing hooks was always a thing that I kind of felt I needed work on, which obviously I still need work on. I still need work on my rapping. Everybody need work on everything, right? But I really felt like that was maybe a, a weakness for me. Um, and it was one of my strengths, or it used to be, which is interesting. You know, sometimes skills deteriorate. That's what happens. So, you know, when me and Coop, when Coop called me over and said he wanted, he wanted me to um, be on the track and we came up with the hook for Need That together, you know, it was like, okay, let's let's see what this is going to feel like. Let's see what this is going to be. And you know, fast forward to the to the paid experience, uh, excuse me, paid in America experience. Um, when we was doing that, there was a moment at the end after after the last hook where we they cut the music, and I thought that was it. We was just gonna we was gonna say the hook and that was gonna be it. But the crowd, like I swear to God, me and Coop was looking at the crowd and the whole crowd was saying the hook by themselves, word for word. For me, that was that was. The greatest compliment anybody could pay for, you know, for your writing efforts or for your song, period. Um, and again, I can't take all the credit for that at all. Like that's a testament yeah, to Coop exactly too, man. Something else is like I watch a lot of people perform, and it's like these people don't know you at all, and they don't know your song. So when you get up there and you're doing songs, and it's like, you know, it 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 don't always connect because because them hooks and stuff they don't be it don't really be not saying they're not memorable, but it's like. You're really, you're literally in an uphill battle, mm. like you're walking into a situation where nobody knows you, and you're trying to win the crowd, and it's like so you really have to, you gotta, you gotta do a show, and you gotta, you gotta really set it off. Getting up there and and being able to rap is not enough. It's not like a lot of people it's can not. rap. Like everybody want to be a rapper, but everybody can't do a show. That's true, straight up. So it's. So like like I say, you want an uphill battle. So if you if you, it's 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 really not a game. Like when I'm on stage, what I'm what I'm always thinking is, 
is is all right. This is this is my this is this is the moment. This 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 is my moment, and and this is my time. If if you don't take advantage of that of that moment, it's like like what are you here for? Like why did you even come? Like if you you have to literally look at it like I'm. What what are you here for? If you up there playing, it's like, <laughs> bro, you just wasting your time. Don't. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't come. I didn't drop. Like when people always look at me, and they, I, they ask me if I'm ready, and I'm like, "What do you mean? Am I, am, am I ready? You think I drove all the way to New New Orleans to to not be to ready? Not be ready, right? You think I'm traveling and and paying money for all this gas to to not be ready? ready. I'm like, exactly. this this is what I do. I mean, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. Like I'm ready to go. Like I don't get nervous anymore. I'm ex, I'm excited. Yeah. I don't I don't look at the crowd. I don't, the crowd, I don't fear the crowd. The crowd should fear me. Like when people tell me stuff, like man, that was, you know, I was kind of, kind of scared. Like uh, somebody told me, she was like, um, she was like, it was, I was scared. Your nostrils were flaring, and I was, <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not up there to play. It's like, right, you're gonna look at me, and, and I want you to know, like, this is, this is me. This like, I'm, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I do. And you know, this is what I do. This is it's not it's not a side it's not a game, it's it's not something to just do. It's like, no, this is this is what I do and you know, I'm I'm here to put on a show. And I think people recognize instantly whether you believe in yourself or not. If you believe in your hooks and your and your song and your, your capabilities, people gonna see that and recognize that and they take to that. You know, and Coop Coop is somebody that even if I mean just being frank, even if the song is whack, he gonna believe in it and in, in turn you're gonna believe in it. And that makes the world a difference. You know what I'm saying? Just to add what he was saying and um so that's what we try to portray, man, and Coop Coop got that down pack in spades, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, that's um you gotta believe, you know what I mean. You you, you gotta believe in yourself, number one, before anybody else is gonna believe in you. But yeah. um, on top of all of that, just the simple fact that like, you know, you got a job to do, and you know why you're here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that make a huge difference. Like a lot of artists, it, it really sets you apart. Being here is enough. It's not right, right. Just just performing is not enough <laughs> at, at all. It's not enough. Nah, you have to like you. This is it's a battle. Yeah, man, and for all the MCs out there, listen, man, you rap better than a lot of people. I want to say that, but performing better than people—that's a whole different man. ball game. Or even making oh, no. songs, like don't you don't let your ego don't let your ego get in your in the way of your greatness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That period, point blank. You gotta know your faults. You gotta stop looking at other people and and, and thinking that. You know what I'm saying? Because your ability is greater, that means that you're greater. You know what I'm saying? At you're, the end of the day, I always tell people it's it's not about like it really, your your level of skill doesn't necessarily matter. Like as far as being able to rap, yeah. I mean, let's be real, Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> I mean, right, you right. know what I mean? Those was, I mean, they was rapping, but it was like uh, anybody could have did it. And it was, but Straight they up. what they did was they they found the people who you know want to listen to what they got to say, and they right. they catered to them. If you want to look at somebody. That's that should be. I think everybody in the game, period, should study this man as far as performances, and that man is Buster Rhymes. Absolutely. If you want to see how to capture people's attention and how to perform properly, um, that's that's the guy you need to look to. And it ain't even about his lack of uh, uh, ability of skill, because nobody's going, nobody's sitting here testing his pen. His pen game is ridiculous, but his his performance is the thing that carried him throughout the years, man. And, and I think, yeah, that's that's who. I shape my my performance. I always look at Ti when I want to put myself in the mind of 
Like how how do I want to approach this? I like I like I like watching Ti perform. I never seen Ti live, but I like to watch Ti perform. Ti Ti is definitely both of them. Ti and Buster are, are like great examples of performers. Like, um, I I mean Buster is is a whole nother animal. Like Buster in a whole nother stratosphere. Honestly, like performing wise, ridiculous. Uh, Ti is somebody that you. You can relate to T.I. before you can relate to Buster Rhymes. Like, to see Buster Rhymes perform, you look at Buster Rhymes and think, like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> like, I can't Word. do that. You know what I'm saying? T.I. is somebody that you can look at and like, okay, I can I can take some of that. And, you know, um, I really enjoy um, watching uh, J. Cole perform. I like I like watching J. Cole perform. Um, one thing that, I, that I've learned just from people performing in general is that it's not about performing your song. Is what you do in the middle of performing your song exactly. that really makes a show. Uh-huh. Like that, learning to to stop and talk to people, or you know, looking around and catering to different people, and, and you know, yeah, you can find you can perform in front of ten thousand people. You find one person and zone in on that one person. I guarantee it's gonna be twenty other people in that crowd think you're talking about them. Yeah, I you love people I mean? right in their eyes too. Right, and make them uncomfortable. Capture their soul. Yeah, man. Capture their soul, man. Got to make the, people. That's uncomfortable. the objective, straight up. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's definitely performing is. That's a whole nother thing, man. Because the performance, like your music, will carry you, but your performance will put you in places you never thought you would ever be. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's how you get overseas. Yeah, your performance. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. that. That makes the the world of a difference. Um, with, enough performance. Yeah, well, yeah, we could definitely get into the Pay in America Live. Um, that 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 just took place last week, and um, you know that was crazy. That that was definitely crazy, and um, I think that was the first time. I I, I kind of want to go into it, Coop, and and you know you can stop me if you if you don't, uh, but. I just wanted to talk about the last time prior to Paid in America when you performed in Atlanta, <laughs> that experience. So, um, uh, I mean, by the time we got to the <laughs> end of the night, when it's time for me to perform, it was probably about three or four people in there. Three or four people. Yeah. Right. And so, um, mind y'all, we this was the beginning of a tour. We was getting ready to, to head out on, on the road. And, um, you know, I, I walked up to Coop. Cause I sensed it. I sensed it. I was like, okay, Coop is—he's pissed off right now. He's discouraged right now a little bit. But I know Coop gonna do it. So I was like, hey, bro, like we just about to. This is rehearsal for the show, for the for the tour. You know what I mean? Cause I, I wanted to do the show like we were gonna do it. I didn't want to cut it short or anything like that. I was like, let's perform. You know, like yeah. we with regular performance. So we performed that night. It was probably like you know a total of six people in there. Mm-hmm. And the next night. I mean, the next time we performed in the music room, I think we was close to selling it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was packed in there. <laughs> it was packed. It was packed. And so, you know, for me, that just shows, like, a testament of, like, just keep pushing. You know what I mean? Like, keep Word. keep pushing. Um, how was that night for you, Coop? Last, uh, Thursday? Thursday. Uh, it felt good. It, it felt real good. It was... Um, just great, really. <laughs> um, just, just real good, man. Cause, um, I mean, they show me a lot of love on the road, but mm-hmm. you know, Atlanta be kind of iffy sometimes. It's iffy. But it's when iffy. I, you know, I was hanging outside most of the most of the night. But when I came in, I saw the, the way the uh, building was packed. It was like 
Okay, cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. This, this is going to be all right. I was in the crowd the whole time. Right, right. So, I, you know, I'm going to keep it 100 for me. It, it was special. It was. It was. It was. It felt different. Cause I've been to many shows, and and I've been to shows that have been packed out. But like this one, the energy in it was a little different. It was. It was definitely family oriented. It was definitely. It was special, man. You know. And um, I don't know, man. Like I, I've been. You know, me and Coop been doing this for a long time. Yeah. A very long time. Yeah. And I remember looking at Coop right before he got on stage, and 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 saying that to him, like, "Yo, this is this is everything that we work for." You know, and and when I saw him get on stage with that with that uh, Trump mask, <laughs> and and the way the people reacted, man, um, I I knew it was different, man. I knew it was gonna be a different night from the get go, from the jump, cause I I was in the crowd, you know, I was in the midst of the people, man, and the energy in there was it was amazing, and people were literally like clamoring, like, "Yo, where's Coop? I want to see Coop," you know, and that was it for me. I was like, "Yo, wow, that's that's crazy," right, <laughs> you know. Right. It, it it definitely for me, man, um, because for the most part. I didn't get a chance to see all the performances. You know, I was kind of run, running around and trying to handle some things. But um, what I did see was at one point I was I was on the door working, um, you know, waiting on my brother to get up here. And we just got flooded at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, literally got flooded to the point where there was a line down Edgewood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. And, and so it was just like, yo, it hit me like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> because yeah. like you know I, I've been doing shows for a long time man and you know I've I've done some shows where we had great responses but I knew what that night was right. I knew why those people were showing up right and to see that that was that was crazy you know what I mean that was crazy and, and we had just been building on that man because like like Coop said the roads show love like I mean we've been to places and, and I'll say you know you know, we've been to venues where it's 25 people, and we've been to venues where it's, like, you know, over 100 people. And the vibe is always, like, Coop always get love on the road. You know, that's that's not a problem. Yeah. Atlanta is always, you know, it's kind of hit or miss, to be completely honest. You know what I mean? Like, we might have a, a great night. Then we might have a night that, that looked like, you know, last month when it was six people. Ne- well, we never had a night like that. That was the only time <laughs> it was like that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was weird. But, yeah. um, you know... I think when we did the show in Savannah, yeah, the Savannah show kind of pretty much. That's when it hit. Like, oh yeah, I heard about that. I wasn't there, but I heard about it. Savannah was like, okay, yeah, it it's, was <laughs> when I walked in there. It was weird, like uh, very weird. Like, what are we? <laughs> like, all right, how are we gonna do this? But once the performances started and, um. It was like okay, um, okay, mm-hmm. I, like all right, let's 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 get into it. Yeah, Savannah, Savannah was. I, I think if if we if we have to timestamp, you know, we look two years from now, if we timestamp anything, it's gonna be Savannah. I personally think Savannah yeah. was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, these people get it. Yeah, and then because honestly, like. Since then, it's just been the interest has been like it's just I don't know, man. It's it's so weird to see it because yeah, we know the work that we all been putting in. You know yeah. what I mean? And so like yeah, you, you the see, feedback is like oh okay, right. All the pre orders, it was like oh okay, yeah, like oh this is this is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, and just to see people 
you know, genuinely enjoy it instead of just doing right. it because they know me. Right. Right. That that's, that's the part. Difference. That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. Like you got people who like supporting just to support. And it did it hit you. It's like, man, y'all know like Coop been here the whole time though, right? Like y'all do realize that. And it's just like that's it's weird, but at the same time it's like, you know, like it's real weird. Like when people hit me up and it's like like I've been doing this, like <laughs> why are you you know, what's why are you it's it's like it kinda throws me off like yeah. you know what I mean? Like now all of a sudden you kinda wanna it's weird to get exactly what you want is mm. what it is, you know? Because a lot of times we do this and we know what we want. We know what kind of response we want. But we, not saying that we don't get it, but we don't get it the way that we think we should. Right. And so to finally get what you want, it's a new feeling. And I think everybody's still processing that. Right. I think everybody's yeah. still. That's well said. Yeah. That's, you know well, I mean? that's definitely well said. Um, I think people, I think the way people are viewing this Paid in America album, they feel a part of it. Right. You know, I noticed that too. Yeah. Um and it was it was really the feeling that I, I, I really think people should have been a part of Good Day Atlanta because I felt like that yeah. was Yeah. That made a lot of sense for Atlanta. I felt like Atlanta should have been right their hands on with it. This is my pops calling me right now, I had to call him back, but I felt like people should have been right there, you know, for, for um Good Day Atlanta. But now with Paid in America, they're like really feel like just like Bib said, like, man, no, this is my album. Like, I think people literally feel like that. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and that's, you know, I don't know. I'm sure, you know, it has something to do with the climate of America right now. That has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, But this album is just, like, perfect timing. And I think perfect people timing. people see the quality uh, has risen a bit as far as the visuals, the music, just the quality of the performances. Everything has risen to a certain level. And I think that... You know, people are accepting that this is real. You know, this is not just that rap thing that he does on the side. Right. Like right. this is what he does. Right. And when people uh, ask me, it's I have to really calm myself down. Like, why would you ask me a question like that? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you gonna reenlist in the military? And it's like, well, what? It's, it's, it's it's hard for people to see the vision when it's not their vision. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It, it's That's hard. For, it's true. hard for people to. You know, everyone has their own their own struggle, their own life, their own perspective. And so if they don't see what it is that you're trying to accomplish, they don't know. You know, you got to understand, too, like, you know, we do this for a living. We right. know the risk. We know the rewards. We know what goes into it. We know what what kind of work needs to be put in. Other people don't. You know, they don't, they don't know uh, the, the work that we put in. They don't know the things to do. They don't know the strategy, the plans. They don't know that. The only thing that they know is, you know, who's hot and who's not. That's it. Right. You that's know? all they know. And so... You know, for for somebody that's so close to you, to to have the ability to do something that seems impossible, is is hard for people to imagine. It's hard for people to right. grasp. Yeah, because like when I got my tattoo redone, it was like, what about your job? And it's like, <laughs> fuck that job. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is this is me. This is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, and so you know, it, and it's not, it, and it's not that they don't support or they don't they don't love you or they don't want you to succeed. It's weird because in a way, by asking you, what about your job? It's their own way of trying to look out for your best interest, right? Because right. they don't realize that you're going to you're going to do this. This is going to happen. Doesn't mean that they doubt you. They just want to make sure that you succeed. And 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 since that's the only way that they know how to succeed, therefore they're trying to make sure that you succeed as well. And yeah. so you know, once you once I've realized that, you know, I stopped. It stopped bothering me because it used to bother me a lot. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. And um. And that's all that is, man. So, you know, it's it's no 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 love lost and like that. But we here now. 
Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things, too, man. Like you said, I, I had to learn it for myself because, like you said, the sacrifices that you make, people don't really understand them because they don't they don't make those same sacrifices. Right. You know, I get asked all the time, like, man, like, how are you married and, you know, be able to, like, how can you run a site and, you know, do this and like, run, man, you just do it. Like, bro, like, I literally do. I don't watch that much TV. Right. I was like, what What did you do? Like, and, and sometimes I had to really have these conversations with people. I was like, what did you do last night? Okay, no. you got you got <laughs> off at five, you got home, and what you sat on your couch from six to nine, you ate, you sat back on the couch. I was like, bro, in those five hours of you doing that, that's how I was able to do all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's really what it is, and it's like, is there's nothing that we're doing. That's difficult at all. It's not yeah. hard. It's just literally just put in the work. Yeah, it's just, just, like, just do the work. Yeah, it's just a matter of dedicating yourself. Like, right. even with me, man, uh, I'm not, you know, I ain't going to explain everything, but like, just, just on a little tidbit, like, Every weekend I'm shooting a video. During the week I'm editing the video. Then I'm recording music. Then I'm, you know, then I'm talking to cool politicking and, and, and planning and strategizing. You know, it's like I, I'm doing something. Every moment of my life I'm doing something right, right. that goes towards this objective. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm never, like, not busy. I also play a lot of video games. But <laughs> the point is, like. <laughs> I, I, I don't even play my Xbox. <laughs> I, I Look, search for time to be able to play right, my right. Xbox, and it's getting like that now. It's been like that recently. Like I, I bought so many. I'm a gamer, man. I bought so many games recently that I haven't even touched because my whole time has been dedicated to this. You know what I'm saying? So right. you, you gotta find your pocket, man, and, and and dedicate that time to whatever it is that you love. Because if you don't, you're, you're never gonna find. If if you always say tomorrow, it's always gonna be tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, man, like really, for people that's listening to this podcast right now, like honestly, man, here's a quick challenge. Like I know I, I rarely give you guys homework, but this is homework for you right now. Like if you listen to this, pause it right now. Pause it because if you've been listening right now, you've been listening for about 55 minutes. So pause it. Write down your plan. I'm, I'm gonna take a little uh, coop. <laughs> write down your plan of what you want to do, bro, and like. Go to Google and search. Like, dog, we got Google, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. there's no excuse on why you can't figure. Like, I'm not the best engineer by no means, but anything I want to find out about Pro Tools, Logic, any of that, I just go on YouTube to watch a tutorial. I might take 10 minutes to look at it and figure out how to yes, compress sir. this drum the right way, and I go and do it. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's it. Like, I talked, what really inspired me to make this album was just talking. And having conversations with, with people, with people yeah. like especially people I work with, and it's like, all right, but what do you, what do you do? Like I know you work here, but like yeah. what what do you do? Right. Like what what's 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 next? And just hearing people's responses and plan plans and no plans, and it was just like, okay, yeah, okay. And 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 to be clear, like it's not about you becoming some big star. Not everybody can oh, needs to be no, that. No. It's about you doing something that directly benefits you, right? And, and there's nothing wrong with being being uh, again. We re we respect and love the blue collar workers. Like right, we're not right. talking about it like that. But it's like, you know, you're working for somebody else's company that's going to benefit their family. Yeah, they make a million. And they make, make and you and, and you're dedicating eight hours of your life for ten to twelve hour, you know dollars an hour, and that's eight hours that. Literally, it's priceless. You'll never get that back. Never get it. And back. you just sold it to a company for twelve dollars or ten dollars an hour. Right. And so the point is, what are you doing to directly, you know, benefit your not just your yourself but your lineage? You know. Absolutely. And and at the end of the day, man, 
And it's also about happiness, man. It's not even about money and da da da. It's about what makes you happy, man. We got seventy seven years um, life expectancy. For those seventy seven years, man, what are you doing? You know, for for yourself, what's your purpose? What do you want to do? Yeah, right. And 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 hopefully, it's not just to to you know slave at, at somebody else's company, man. And I really hope that's not it. Like obviously, you got to do that to make ends meet. You got to do that to support your family. But I really hope that that's not your purpose in life. I know it's not your purpose. In no, life, you know it, what I mean. It, it's not like, man, you know, you can break it down to something so simple, right? Like, look at your job that you have right now and how much you're making a year, right? So if you're making $30,000 a year, your goal should be is to find something to do that can replace that income. Yeah. That's it. Because if you, if you can work for yourself and replace that $30,000 a year, now you guess what? You're freeing up time because now you don't have to report somewhere for right. eight hours a day, five days a week. You know what I mean? Sometimes longer than that. And you still making the same amount of money and freeing up time. When you free up time and, and then you have money, now you can do some things like yeah. and get rid of debt. Everybody get out of debt. Like just get out of debt. Time is, you is know time is invaluable. You can't. It, oh man. You can never get that back, yo. You know what I'm saying? You can never get that. I don't care yeah. what you do. If you go a year without doing what it is you said you was gonna do last year, you never get that year back. It's gone. It back. It's just a wrap. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta cherish the time that you have and utilize it, man. You know, and then, some, you know, people always say tomorrow is never promised. It's not, you know, to sit there and say, well, I'm going I'm to go to school next year. I'm going to take it. Nah, man, do it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, do what you got to do now, man, because it's, you'll never get this time back, ever. you never get it back. Never get it back, man. So we, um, let's see, we got this album. It's called Paid in America. It's out right now. Uh, on the last podcast I had, man, um, I talked about why you should build your own platform and um, got some good feedback. Some people didn't really understand, like, you know, when I said build my own platform, a lot of people was like, oh, man, so I shouldn't sell it on iTunes and Spotify and all that. I was like, yeah, you can definitely do that, you know, but don't um, don't forget about building something for yourself so you can have some true customer data, man, like knowing who's buying your album. And it's like, yeah, yeah. as much as I love iTunes and I got Apple Music on my phone, I never, like, all the people, it's people that don't bought our album on iTunes. We don't have no information on them. None. None. Ah. We can't even reach out and say personally to say thank you. Can't do it. You know what I mean? But because we have our own platform, when somebody buy an album, me and Coop both get an email, boom, this person buy an album. We can reach out right now and just say thank you to that person. We can send them an email. We can hit them up on Facebook. We can literally go and say thank you to that person right here and right now. And, you know, I would say with that model, it's made a world of a difference this time around with the way that we are approaching presenting this album to people. Because I don't think me and Coop are worrying about reaching a million people. We'd rather reach, like, 10,000 that really rock. Yeah. And let them tell everybody else about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's that's the goal. That's the true goal. And those people are gonna stick with you, right? You know, they right. gonna and that and that goes back to people feeling like this is their album. They feel a part of it. You know what I'm saying? They feel a part of something. The fact that you make it personable to them, you know, when you get to that level, a different level of success, they feel like they had a hand in that. That there was a part of something bigger than them. You know? Yeah. And that's important. Right, man. So, I guess we've been talking for an hour, man. So, I usually wrap up the podcast at around an hour. Okay. Final right. words. Hey man, go get paid in America. Paid in America. <laughs> paid in America, three K's, no C. 
dot com. Uh, what's what's uh, I was watching some videos last night. Uh, you seen that Joy Badass video? Uh-uh. Land of the Free. That you heard you heard the song? Yeah, that should look. We say America, three K's, two A's. Oh, I, I need. It's a line in there. It's like okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they yeah, get they get it. They get but it. But yeah, go get paid in America. Paidinamerica.com. dot com. You know, that's. I I guess I say um you know um thank you to everybody uh, that supported up until this point that been rocking since the beginning. Thank you for everybody that just got on um and and you know now see what we've been doing. Um, thank you for everybody that's a part of the album. Thank you for everybody that that supported our vision. Um, thank you to the team, man, the winning team, to Winner Circle. Thank you to Jay Good. Jakey, thank you to Rod. Thank you to uh, Olin. Thank you to to Quint. You know what I'm saying? Smokey DB. Um, DJ Fire Me Up. DJ Fire Me Up. Truth Hayes, man. AE the Cool, who I've never met, but I know is amazing. <laughs> thank you to uh, Marissa. Marissa. <laughs> Marissa Janine. Thank you to to everybody, man. Gene Curse. Gene Doe. Yeah. Jasmine Aisha. Gene. <laughs> Cheyenne. Inside jokes. Yeah, man, everybody, man, Div, everybody, yeah. everybody, man, Kai, you know what I'm saying, definitely Kai, like, right. I, you know, we appreciate all y'all, man, and, um, you know, as a, as a, as a team, winning team, as a, as a um, winning circle, we got a lot more coming, and, um, yeah, this is the beginning, man, this is, this is not the culmination of it, this is not the end, this is, this is the beginning of what you're gonna now see from the output from this group of people, man, and so expect more amazing things coming in the near future. Right, man. Um, I think they said it all, man. Oh, I do want to send a uh, shout out to two people because two people, uh, really, these two people specifically really helped tie, you know, some loose ends on the album. So, uh, shout out to to my brother Ace Harris. Um, he was the only other producer on this album. Uh, he produced Need That, and um, that that song really tied the whole album together. It kind of gave us that balance that we were needing. Uh, so shout out to him, man. That you know, it's an honor to. This dude is my, like literally one of my best friends, but like, I don't take for granted that he's a Grammy Award, you know, uh, Grammy nominated producer and a Dove Award winning producer. Like that, that's a lot. You know what I mean? And so I know he was my homeboy, but like the accolades speak for itself. So thank you for taking a chance on on us, and thank you to Sensei Bueno, man. Like, dude, without those guitars, it. Man, the album is different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely thank you. And thank you all to the musicians too, man. Like, you know, um um Ali, I mean Allah Apprentice, um Oh yeah, yeah, Keenan Omari. Keenan Omari. Um I think that was all what we had like three or four musicians on it. But like thank you to everybody that had something to do with the album, man. Shout out to Black Text, man. Like, bro, you don't realize like those photos really yeah. help with the marketing process, man. So Thank you for like allowing us to use those photos. Like that, that really helped send the message to people. Uh, Evan, how you pronounce that? Uh, oh, Evan Loser. Loser. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely with the shout out album to him. Cover. <laughs> Bro, you changed the game with that. You changed the tone of that album with with that because we were playing to go in some different directions, and that <laughs> that made it. That yeah, made it. Yeah, yeah so, his his artwork took it to yeah, the next his level. Artwork took it to the next level. So man, thank you to all those people, man, and um. Make sure, like, this podcast, man, um, is on iTunes. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Um, make sure that you rate and review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, as always, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. With that being said, I'm Jay Good, a.k.a. Last Name Good. 
He's Jay Coop. Yeah, yeah. He's a Bib Jalil. Word. We out.